Welcome to the number one podcast. I am your host, Coach Jake. This is where we explore the journey from no one to number one. This is the podcast where we explore the journey from no one to number one. Hope you guys are doing good. We got BJJ professor, professor, psychotherapist, Okana C, cyber spin kicks, and everybody's jumping on. Gibbon Ventura, Gibona Ventura, the Ferradino, Mastermind Martial Arts. What's up, Dan? What's up, Morgan? Matt Schultz. What's up, bro? Arlen907 Blaze Darbone. Getting all you guys on there. Give me a number one in the chat. Hope you guys are doing good. We got people blowing up out on YouTube, Facebook as well. Happy to see you guys. I was in sunny Orlando this weekend, man. How awesome was that? I got to escape the negative two degrees here in Colorado and got to escape to Orlando to do the two-day camp, accelerator camp. Coachingcatch.com is the place to learn more or register if you're really serious about uh, being the best at grappling. And we had a killer turnout. Fantastic. We had a couple guys um, from BJJ Fanatics come down and actually do the whole camp, which I was really excited for. Actually, they, uh, a gentleman named Zach and, and another guy named Ty. But Zach was the guy who filmed my, my um, catch wrestling takedowns, catch wrestling submissions. And he eventually came. And uh, so I think he dug what he was seeing. And then we came and just grinded, man. We also had uh, uh, Chris Silvio, uh, a, a famous indie pro wrestler, as well as Bulletproof Blake Troop, who uh, is hot off his 90, well, I think it was like a minute double wrist lock, brutal win, knee tap, takedown, right into the double wrist lock, crank the hell out of the guy. You can go watch the videos. I, I posted some highlight reels here on, uh, on Instagram. Um, anyway, hope you guys are doing good, man. Let's see. Who do we got? Hands re 89 Ty. Mag in Ty. Yeah, thanks, Matt, for the number one. Thanks, Morgan. Foy, hey, bud. Uh, yeah, man. Blown up. Let's go. Let's go. Catch Jitsu. What's up, man? Yeah, number one, dude. Hybrid grappling. That's 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 the game, dude. We're number one in that. Um, I hope you guys are well. Did you have a good weekend? I, like I said, I'm super stoked. I got out of the cold, so I could not be happier. <laughs> um, I gotta, I gotta be honest, man. I gotta get the hell out of Colorado. I, I grew up here. I love the people. Um, but the cold I am done with. And to be honest, you know, I got this issue from grappling and talk about it from time to time. I got a carotid dissection. Does anybody know what that is? If you don't know what that is, let me know in the chat and I'll explain it. But I have a carotid dissection. So basically I have one carotid artery left from getting choked too many times. The other one collapsed. And that's what a dissection is. And um, so, you know, I get lightheaded. And especially in Colorado. I don't, it doesn't happen to me when I'm at sea level in Florida. I feel like a million bucks. In fact, I'm 50 this year, and I'm pretty sure I could do more squats than everybody in the room. <laughs> I know that they're all still sore after this weekend. I guarantee it. Um, but uh, I'm in great shape. But it is so hard with only getting half the oxygen that everybody else gets. That's what 
forced me to medically retire in 2014. I didn't even know until 2019 when I got di- uh, I had a blood clot and they scanned me for everything else. I had a blood clot in my shoulder. And as they were scanning, they're like, do you know that you have no carotid artery on this side either? I was like, didn't know. And the uh, vascular surgeon told me that it had happened probably because of the healing pattern and it was completely sealed that it had likely happened 10 years earlier, which I didn't know. And I didn't know the symptoms of a stroke. And I was stroking out too. I was having a bunch of mini strokes, losing my vision, losing feeling my arm, all kinds of problems, problems with my speech, personality changes. Dude, it took me a long time. I did not know what was going on. Almost the entirety of my living in Utah, I was mental. I was having a hard time and I still pushed through, still pushed through, no fucking excuses here. I'm just letting you know, it's a real deal. And uh, my friend, Chris Martin, is the guy who turned me on to it. He was the one who helped me discover this. I, w- it would, I would still have gone undiagnosed. I wouldn't know what happened. Uh, but these carotid dissections are happening worse, in my opinion, than a lot of the CTE, the, the concussion trauma you find in the NFL. All you Brazilian jiu-jitsu guys ripping the shit out of each other and fighting out of chokes. I did when I was a young youngster in judo and jiu-jitsu. I didn't know better. These carotid dissections are no joke, man. I mean, I would probably still be grappling today. Um, I love to fool around. That's why I transitioned to coaching because I am the most obsessed guy with this sport of catch-as-catch game and hybrid grappling I know and probably most people know. I've done more work and been involved longer and output and produced more than anybody. Uh, whether it be coaching or shows or research or educational materials. Anyway, uh, Aaron, wow, people need to be educated about it then. Yes, sir, that's what I'm trying to do. Oconnessy, no, that's crazy. It is crazy. It sucked. Uh, Aaron says, knee tap is always the coolest. It is cool. So enough of that. I'm super amped. By the way, I got out. Uh, Matthew Schultz, if I fight chokes, that will happen to me. Let me just put it to, to you this way. Go look up carotid dissection, carotid, like carotid artery, and dissection, D-I-S-S, dissection, and grappling. And then ask yourself, is the canvas or the material that the gi is made out of her, is that stronger than my carotid? You can just imagine getting cadaver carotid fresh and take a gi and if you push which is going to rip the carotid or the gi i guarantee you it's going to be the carotid 100 times out of 100 times and these people are ripping and fighting just freaking tap okay it's a fucking game pardon my language but i'm passionate about it it's kind of ruined my life in a way because i'll also tell you i went into a massive depression not i don't I don't think depression is actually a medical thing. So everybody can F off with that shit. I was bummed out like bad for years when I had to quit grappling because I didn't know what was going on with me. And my identity had been so wrapped up in this shit. And when it was taken from me, dude, it like, I mean, I didn't get like emotional about it today. It sucked. And so if you can avoid this simply by tapping, I mean, I started in 93. Okay, I start. I started grappling in judo hard in '93 and '94 because of seeing the UFC and and these other sports early on. 
So as an early adopter or whatever. The problem is, is that back then, this also used to happen in sparring for MMA. We'd hit each other full on. And so people were getting concussed and you can't work that hard in training. And it goes with grappling as well. Even if you are punching and kicking, you've got to back off and you got to tap. Now, fortunately, all the jujitsu guys finally figured out, started ripping off catch, doing leg locks. It started realizing, oh, I just fucking destroyed my knee. So now people learn it's better just to tap. But I'm telling you, this deal with the carotids is coming for MMA and grappling. Grappling in particular, MMA. You still have to be careful with, with blood chokes. Anything that's on the carotid, dude, you can jack it up. You can jack it up. Yeah, Google it. Look, you know, educate yourself. Um, Aaron, I hope I answered that. O'Connor said, uh, just have no need to fight it. O'Connor was doing this back in the 90s. It was a backyard dojo with a former Marine. Yeah, man, that was, my, that was my era, dude, in the 90s. Same type of shit, just beating each other up. Trying to reinvent the wheel and not having good training people back then. Uh, it was well before I met guys like Billy Roberts and stuff. Taught me how to actually train and whatnot. Um, let's see here. Man, everybody's blown up. We got a bunch of people in here. Um, Okana C. I'm probably messing your name up. I'm sorry, but feel the same about tapping to leg locks. Knee bars, ankle. Yeah, dude. Just tap. It's a game, dude. It's a sport. If you don't, if you jack yourself up, you're not going to play it again. And that was like a big, uh, awful part of my life was having to give that up. Okay. So now, fortunately, there's coaching. So I get in it. Now, instead of being Rocky, um, Mickey, or instead of being Creed, I'm Rocky. I don't know. I just watched. Have you seen these? Have you seen the Creed movies? Pretty good. Pretty good. I was pretty stoked on it. Oh, wait. We got Stellar Steven out on YouTube. Shout out to psychedelic superstar Chris Sylvia. Yeah, so Chris uh, was just at the um, at camp. Great guy. We have a mutual friend, friend in Marty Jones, number one Marty Jones. And uh, yeah, it was good. How was Wade? Wade's doing good. The most dangerous 72-year-old, I, I know. <laughs> I'm just telling you, you may think you're tough. I guarantee you this guy at 72 would either kick your ass or leave with a trophy and, and ruin your day. <laughs> and he's 72. Uh, talk about longevity. But now, granted, he did not do a lot of stuff with chokes. Yeah, I mean, now he's uh, a national champion in judo, national champion in sambo, but he won with wrestling and stayed out of the chokes. Um, Stellar Steven says, you ever watch Chuck Wepner? I heard, yeah, that's what I've heard too. I don't know what you mean about watching him. I don't know if he has a TV show. Omar, I'm stoked to catch wrestling. Jim just opened up in Yorba Linda. I live in Riverside. Cool, man. Uh, I would, I would, I would push her, put pressure them to, to not just be a catch wrestling gym, but be a scientific wrestling gym. Because here's one thing that you have to understand. I don't know who it is that's opening up. So I'm just glad, you know, people are practicing. But there are levels to this. Scientific wrestling is truly number one. I mean, it's, it's not even debatable. First of all, we've led the entire spark. Everything people have done since 2003 has been derivative of what we've been doing or as a direct result of what we've been doing. Second, we have like Billy Robinson. He's not working with anybody else. I mean, of course now, because he's passed, rest in peace. Carl Gotch, not working with anybody else, signed to rest. 
Wade Schaus, not working with any. And Wade Schaus, Guinness record holder for the most wins. Fantastic camp with Wade. He was just killer, man. So uh, I would suggest that you uh, <laughs> try to get him to get some scientific wrestling training. Um, now, today, of course, we could do Q&A, man. Hit me up. Uh, this weekend, though, I would like you to sign up. Say you couldn't get to sunny Orlando. You're freezing up there in Minnesota. You should have come down, man. But you can sign up to go to sunny San Diego this weekend. And this is going to be killer to the best, man. Guys have been with me the longest. What do you, so, so you know, there are levels to this game for us. We don't do belts. We don't do any of that, like boxing or Muay Thai. In fact, most of our, a lot of our affiliate gyms are Muay Thai gyms that are looking for a grappling system and they're totally complimentary, right? Because it's sport. We're not martial. I mean, I'll call it a martial art because it applies. You can take all our stuff and apply it to martial arts, but this is combat sports. So uh, we had, we had, uh, I think three of our affiliates are, are Muay Thai gyms, by the way. Just, just to let you guys know. Uh, but we had a really, really great camp. I can't remember what I was going to talk about, but uh, man, Stellar Steven blowing me up here, dude. What, what is this? Uh, he was talking about Wepner. Oh, watch his fights. Yeah, I've seen some old stuff on YouTube. Um, and then Stellar Steven, thoughts on Neil Melanson? Neil is a great dude. Um, I helped him get a job when he moved out here to Denver. I got him a, a gig at a at an MMA gym. Um, I don't know if the relationship they had worked out or whatever, but uh, I got him that gig. Um, I've known him for a long time. I'm a huge fan. I think what Neil does best is Neil is an, is, is an innovator. And what I love about Neil versus the other, uh, there's other people in this market, um, big names that love to uh, pull from the catches catch can reservoir of knowledge and then act like they discovered it or not give any credit. And it's blatant. There's some of these guys that are blatant. For example, I know a guy, biggest name you can imagine, uh, a coach, straight up ripping off Wade Chalice and not giving any credit. Straight up, word for word. I have video by video comparisons. So um, Neil doesn't do that. Neil is fantastic. Neil gives credit, gives to the community, and he innovates. In fact, a lot of his cradle stuff, uh, he wasn't doing cradles. And then I put Neil and Wade on a camp together in Florida, I think it was in Orlando years ago. And uh, and it set off this thing with him, right? Uh, and now he does all, but I love Neil. And Neil is great because um, in my opinion, I feel that one of the lineages in catch that doesn't get enough love is his lineage. And that's the the um, uh, G. LaBelle Hyaston lineage. And he does such a great job repping for those guys. Um, the stellar Steven says, I got Josh's toehold video. Good. Okay. Awesome. Good dude. Let's see what else everybody else is saying here. Catch Jitsu says you need to get catch wrestling in Southeast Asia. It's hard to get actual catcher and there's a lot of bullshit. Oh yeah. So I was saying there's like levels to this game. You definitely, I've tried to make our affiliate program available. So I don't know what I could do, man. I've made everything available, but you can lead a horse to water, but not make them drink, right? Have you heard that that phrase? So you know some people in Southeast Asia? 
send them over to scientificwrestler.com. It's the best affiliate program in the business, value-wise. The value stack, the, the offer is freaking irresistible. Dude, go over there and look at this. You will not find it for this good of a deal. And especially for the early adopters, just say so you no. Know, you can get in, like the price to be affiliated, the, the 11 gyms that have affiliated with us, or the 11 affiliates that we have, I'll put it that way, are um, have invested money with us, right? The original entry point was $8,000. I took, I gave people, first eight people got a $2,000 um, discount. Now, since the first eight, the, the next to 11, have gone in at 9,995 or 97, whatever it is on the website. Until we hit 15, then it's going to go to 15 grand. You, you see how this works? When we hit 25, it's going to go to 25 grand. So the sooner you get in, the better the deal and the more money you're going to make. But the thing is, is the, the bigger we get, the more people that are going to join in. I'm getting calls on this like constantly. And I've even made it easier. You could get in with a down payment at $2,495 and $225 a month. You could scrounge that up on your freaking credit card, okay? And this is an affiliate program, so it's designed for you to make money because I realize my mission to bring scientific wrestling, catch as catch can, hybrid grappling to the world to improve the lives of every man, woman, and child on earth whether they be a fan, athlete, coach, promoter, or a combination. That ain't going to happen unless you're making money helping me on the mission, right? It's not sustainable. I'm not a communist, and I don't have crazy expectations. It ain't a cult. you got to make money, <laughs> right? You've got to make money. Otherwise, it ain't going to go. So catch Jitsu, send them to scientificwrestler.com, and let's go. Now, the challenge is this. The reason why we are number one is because we have high quality standards. Anybody could just hang up a shingle and be like, I'm a catch wrestler. And they've learned from freaking YouTube videos. Okay, not dues, not grind, not hard work, not showing. Let's be real. This shit happens. Okay, so we have high standards of quality control. And the challenge for people over international is to get enough time to train with us for us to say, hey, you get the stamp. You know what you're doing. Let's go. So we focus. And I'm also going to be honest. Most of the money is in the United States. So we focus very strongly domestically. We do have uh, international in, in, um, in Canada. We have interest in um, Italy, Spain, Ireland, the UK. Europe is strong. We have not really tackled the uh, Pacific Rim. Although Australia has been knocking on our door hard. They want us to come tour. I don't have a lot of affiliate. But again, it's difficult to train. Just going to be real. I, I mean, you all heard the 10,000 hour rule. Like it's, you got to, I don't want people just like, there's other affiliates that are trash and everybody knows the value is trash, right? Like, so, Scientific Wrestling's got the highest standards. That's just the deal. That's just the deal that, we, that, that we're cooking up here. Um, all right, today, I want to talk to you, and I, I can't stay on all day. I got to get this, the topic at hand. So, you know, this podcast, I will talk about all the things that I do. But, you know, predominantly, my passion, as you can tell, is grappling and wrestling, scientific wrestling. But, you know, I do a lot with fitness. 
I obviously invented the, 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 the mace bell and inspired the entire modern fitness mace movement. Um, I have my master's degree in financial mathematics. So I'm, I'm a bit of a nerd on philosophy of science, on math, on uh, finance, business, economics. I love small business. My second passion, probably equal with wrestling, is entrepreneurship and small business. I think it's one of the most important things that every person should learn. I believe that um, wrestling, competitive wrestling, and um, entrepreneurship are the greatest methods of personal development, personal improvement, self-improvement. Hey guys, it's Coach Jake with the number one podcast. And, you know, at number one coaching, we know that small business owners struggle to scale and increase their revenues. So we're here to help you. We believe that every single entrepreneur deserves the chance to win beyond their wildest dreams so that they can have peace of mind and abundance. We do that by Increasing your revenue, teaching your sales strategies to increase your revenue, demolishing employee disengagement. And we do that really by transforming your sales managers into coaches that are concerned with putting points on the board, but those points are revenue. I want to help you. I'm here to help you. You don't have to go through your business life, complacent, just accepting, reacting. Let's take charge. Let's win. You can head over to numberonecoaching.com, schedule an appointment. It's free. We can do a strategy session, 15 minutes for free. Numberonecoaching.com. Thanks. That have ever existed in humankind because of the levels of responsibility and the amount of work that it takes to succeed and to be number one. I love these things. I love the challenge. Now, that's why, even though I talk a lot about wrestling, I talk a lot about business. And in fact, the aim of this podcast is ultimately not just grappling literacy, but business literacy. Business literacy. I personally, believe that being an entrepreneur and a small business person, I believe it's an ethical system. Because I believe that small business, and it's typically small business, because what, did you guys see that Woody Harrelson joke that he pulled on Saturday Night Live about, yeah, I got this script about these drug cartels and the drug cartels somehow made so much money, they went and they bought all the politicians in the media and then they basically forced everybody to take their drugs over and over and over again. And, he, you know, obviously he's talking about lockdowns and what just happened. Um, Catch Jitsu says, cool, let's talk later on. DM me, dude. Let's figure out a plan of attack. Because my mission is to get every person on the planet to practice this sport. And it's ironic because you, you talk about Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Oh, most people know about it. But Catch's Catch Can is the most single most impactful combat sport martial art that the planet has ever seen quantifiably in terms of let's add up the number of fans athletes coaches promoters and business people impacted by this sport 
I'm talking the derivatives, not just catch, but the derivatives. 119 years of Olympic freestyle wrestling. Uh, over a century of uh, scholastic folk style wrestling in the United States uh, and college, right? In high school. WWE. WWE has one of the top 10 YouTube channels. They have 90 million followers when something like the NFL only has 14 million or whatever. You can go look it up. It's insane. Huge impact. And scientific wrestling is the number one source for Catches Catch Camp. Our impact is the biggest possible. So I, wa I want to keep that going so it doesn't get watered down and diluted. And so the people actually know this. So it's not implicit, but it's explicit. Does that make sense? Uh, oh, hey, what's Kiwi Karateka? What's up? Do you know anyone doing catch in New Zealand? No, I don't. But I will say this. I was uh, Wade Shalice, Guinness record holder for the most wins and pins in all of wrestling. most And also the record for the most wins over international champions, most wins over national champions. Uh, five sport, all-American, folk style, freestyle, Greco-Roman, judo, and sambo. Working with me exclusively for 20 years in the MMA grappling space to bring wrestling to it, uh, the world's greatest pinner. We were talking, and I was telling him about the, what I was saying earlier about the interest that we have in Australia. And he's like, Man, I really want to get to New Zealand. I said, I don't know. So, Kiwi Karateka, you're the first person in New Zealand, but bring us out. That's the problem to solve, right? And that's why I talk about business and help you guys. Because this stuff ain't going to happen without money. You all say, you should do this and you should do that. Duh, 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 duh. Yeah, no shit, man. How do you do it without money? You need to help me. And so I'm going to educate you. I show up here. I charge people thousands of dollars a month, businesses, for business coaching for me. Okay? Because of my, my bulletproof academic credentials and my proven Decades-long experience in scaling businesses into millions of dollars. But you need to get the money and bring it over here. And bring me over to you guys. And I will work with you to figure that out. Does that make sense? So uh, let's see here. Aaron Satheson. I'm messing that up. Sorry, I don't know how to say your name. Is Luta Libre the same? Well, okay. Let's, Luta Libre is another thing to add to the pro wrestling, to the WWE the scholastic wrestling MMA in general started with catch. It's not the Brazilians. Google Shuto. This was started by Carl Gott's protege, Sayama, Tiger Mask, in the 80s, dude. Catches it. And even guys like Danner and 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 uh B team guy Craig Jones, they're all coming around. Oh, pinning. Hey, just stand up. Yeah, no shit. Been saying it for 20 years. Where you been? Oh, you got to rename it into jiu-jitsu. Pretend like it's your thing. Whatever, man. It's cool. I don't care. At least people are doing it. But like, people need some grappling literacy. Luta Libre is Brazilian catches catch kid. However, yeah, Google that great video, uh, the Dido's video about uh, Rufino dos Santos and how, how the catch wrestlers were killing all the Brazilians. And they actually basically had to criminally, criminally gang assault the catch the catch can guys bad stuff it's not it's really gross honestly uh, kind of like stepping on somebody's neck after uh, beating him in a match you know it's just not a good look 
not the kind of person I want to be associated with, honestly. Um, and people make mistakes, but my point is this. The luta livre, which translates to free fight, like freestyle, which is what amateur catches catch can on the international scene became known as. When, and for amateurs and the dangerous holders taken out. The problem with Luta Libre is it was catch. It was dominating. But then it, it became like a hybrid sport because it was just fighting with Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu so much that they just it became its like own thing. And that yeah. happened with Shuto too. So Shuto was catch and Muay Thai, which I think is like probably the best combo that you can have, right? But what happened is they... The, the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu because the UFC became so popular. So they had market share. When the wrestlers came into MMA in the 2000s, BJJ fell off the map in terms of wins, statistically speaking. And wrestling dominated. That's why I started this company in 2003. That's when it started happening. It was clear as day to me. And I was like, well, shit, I'm, I'm with the winners. Anyway, I don't know if that helps you, but uh, let's see here. We've got Stellar Steven saying... What are you saying up there? Woody Harrelson was good in a scanner darkly too. Yeah, that yeah, I'll have to watch that again. It's been a while since I've seen that. And movie's got Alex Jones in it. Uh interesting that Hickson mentioned Sayama. Yeah, you know what? Credit to Hickson, dude. Straight up. Said it was because of Eric Paulson, who is one of the best ambassadors, uh, being honest, and Hickson being honest. It's awesome. It's awesome. And Hickson's honest about, he said the hardest match he ever had was against Mark Schultz, who was working with my company back in 2004 for a reason. Because he cradled Hickson for a half hour. Oh, and now the world's discovering cradles. Like, man, we, I've been with Wayne since 2004. We put out killer cradles in like 2007 or six. I don't know what to tell you, man. I just feel crazy sometimes shouting into an abyss. But I, I, I'll do it when I'm right. I know it when I'm right. Um, Stellar Steven, what's he say here? I watched Craig Jones say, folks, style BJJ are going to cross over. Yeah, man, like, go ahead, reinvent the wheel. I mean, by the time you get your first planes in the air, we're going to be like Elon Musk leaving the solar system, dude, because we've been there doing it long. You can Don't reinvent the wheel. I'm, this is why I started scientific wrestling. I'm like, let's go mine all this data from the past. Let's get these experts and start bringing it to the modern scene to get everybody so they're not wasting time and reinventing the wheel. Plus, we can give credit to these old timers who broke their bones and just had pain and suffering to bring this to you guys. Seems decent to me. Catch Jitsu. Yep, that story is in a book called With the Back on the Ground. Yeah, and you know, like, uh, so I was watching this Creed movie on the way, on the flight back, and uh, have you guys seen them? I was actually pretty impressed. I, I watched Creed 1 and 2, and then I had been watching all the Rockies for some reason. I don't know why I'm like, on that trip. I'm really enjoying that at this age. I don't know why, but I really, I, Stallone has done a great job with the writing and the directing and the character development and all that on, on all these uh, movies, and everybody else involved as well. Um, but man, I saw this meme like, oh, when the world gets you down, learn to fight off your back. And I'm like, no, dude, when the world gets me back on the ground, I'm standing back up. I could stay down. I ain't staying on the ground. You can be down there with the dirt if you want. I'm going to be on top. 
Even if I'm on the ground, I'm going to put you down underneath me and you get all dirty. What's up, Marco? Happy to see you, dude. So anyway, okay, man, I got to get on topic, dude. I'm just too amped up. This is like no caffeine. This is natural for me. I don't even eat and I don't sleep. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you guys. I automatically kind of been doing a lot of fasting. I get like five, six hours sleep. I was up. I was up yesterday. So you got to remember there's a two hour difference. I was up at 7 a.m. in Florida, which is 5 a.m. Colorado. Did a full day of co camp. Flew back. Didn't sleep. Got into bed at one o'clock. So basically I've been up from 5 a.m. to one o'clock. Woke up today at about 7.30. Been banging it ever since, man. I don't know. I'll have one cup of coffee. This is me on one cup of coffee about eight hours ago. Work ethic, baby. Got to grind. Got to grind. Um, Stellar Stevens. What's he saying up here? Appreciate your time. I know it's limited. It's limited because I'm a freak and I just... Get, I try to get everything possibly done. So you guys better show up at San Diego this week. Just go sign up and show. If you're within 60 miles drivable and you don't show up, man, I, if you don't show up, I had to fire a guy for the software company with my wife and I. And we had to draft him a letter because the guy just wouldn't show up. Like, dude, I'm not going to pay you. I don't even understand. This world sometimes, man, people are crazy. People are crazy. So, all right, let's get to the actual point of this podcast. So what I want to actually talk about today is continuing a theme that I've been talking about for a while on these podcasts, probably the last four or five podcasts. But this one is, it's really about why family businesses tend to be built to last. You may not think of some things as family businesses. Walmart, that's a big, successful business, family business. I mentioned them earlier. WWE, oh, a $7 valuation, family business. Why are these family businesses built to last? Why? Okay. So there are some very powerful and unique dynamics that are specific to family businesses that. Most people don't even realize that these family businesses are the very backbone of our entire economy. So when people talk about like, oh, the family is under attack and all this, you know, that's a, that is a problem if it's true. Because even if, you know, well, let's say you came up with a broken home or abusive parents or whatever, so your vibe on family is bad, okay? I'm sorry that that happened to you. But families, good Families are so crucial. And in particular, I'm going to focus on how they're crucial to the economy, right? So let's talk about why do people, what's the motivation to start a family business? For example, my wife and I have a business. I have my own business, but my wife and I have a business. And my sister-in-law, my wife's sister is in the business. So why do we, why make a family business, right? Well, of course, business is about making money, but it's not just about making money. It's also about creating a legacy. It's also about creating Disney. Walt Disney, but have you heard of Roy Disney? A family. Everybody's got Disney Plus. That's a last name. 
So a family business is built really on a, a foundation of shared values. This is absolutely crucial in any business, but because family members, they've already come up together. They've got shared values. They also tend to have a common vision for the future. These are baked into a family, <clears throat> things that you're trying to recreate in a business, right? And just like a family in a business, if you're really thinking big, you're trying to create something that's going to last for generations to come, right? But it is not just about this long-term vision. It's also about like the day-to-day. And the thing with a family, sometimes you can hate your brothers and sisters, but you still got to get along. And that's the same thing that happens in business. Right? These family businesses are built on a level of trust and transparency that are hard to replicate outside of families. Right? So what does that do? That allows you to have more open, honest communications, more efficient decision-making, these are all good things for business. You feel me? So the, the trust, the transparency, this also leads to probably one of the most important things in business, and that's accountability. Somebody who's supposed to take the trash out, that's their job. Hey, man, get on the trash. Little Johnny or Sally or whoever. That's already built in, right? Instead of these like corporate types that are like manipulative or trying to slip slide. Now, you could try that in a family, but it's much harder. And so when you have a family business, you get it, right? Now, another key thing that is crucial here is the ability to adapt and evolve. Vince McMahon. His dad was in the business and only took it to this level, only millions of dollars. Successful. Even after all these years of inflation, million dollars, still a lot of money. But not billions of dollars like Vince. And why? Because he adapted and evolved. He was able to say, hey, cable TV, this is a new technology. We don't need to do this territory system and travel around and do that because this cable, I can pipe this stuff up into anybody. And what they've continued to do, you can see this with the hiring of Logan Paul. They're smart to this. They're like, okay, cable was a massive win for us. What's going to happen when we leverage YouTube? Smart. Makes sense? Because the younger people, I got kids. It's another thing that's fantastic. I have kids. If I did not have kids, I would not be on TikTok. I probably wouldn't even really be using YouTube except maybe posting stuff on it. But now I understand it at a different level because of family. Okay? So this ability to adapt and evolve, you're able to pivot, make quick decisions. That's totally essential to stay ahead of like competition, people who are really hungry and trying to make money. Okay. I think maybe though, the most important aspect of family businesses is 
the culture, is the sense of community and belonging that families have that hand down, hands down. Family businesses aren't just making money. They're also creating a sense of belonging, a sense of purpose for everybody involved. To me, that's really what separates. There's a lot of things I, I already talked about it, but this one is hard for non-family businesses to replicate that cohesion. So remember, family businesses, they're built to last because they're built on shared values, built on trust, transparency, accountability, adaptability, and community, the culture of the business, right? So next time, if you have a choice, because the other thing, like I said, business is an ethical system because it is based on consent. Now, pharmaceutical companies forcing you to take shots, that's not consent. To me, that's not business. To me, that is because they have become fascist, which is fascism means binding together government, which is force and business. No bueno, no bueno, right? Just consent. So the next time you have the choice to support a mom and pop organization or a big corporate, whoever who's doing sketchy shit, I would really consider going with the family business, supporting a family business and remembering these powerful dynamics that they really are the backbone of the American economy. I finally got through what I wanted to talk. <laughs> I am super busy. I will answer questions. Stellar Steven's still blowing me up. I love it. Thank you, sir. Uh, if you're digging this, give me a number one in the chat. I always appreciate it. Uh, Stellar Steven says, pro wrestling tends to have a lot of family businesses, especially during the territory years. Yeah, man. The Jarrett's. I mean, uh, the patriarch just passed away. Jerry Jarrett, right? With Jeff Jarrett and all these other guys. Stellar Steven throwing down the, the number one. Appreciate you, dude. Um, all right, guys. I'm going to jet. I'm tr I was trying to keep these shows to 20 minutes, but I get excited and I want to blow everything up that I'm doing and I'm doing a lot. So it's hard to squeeze it all in. I hope this was good for you. I really am on a mission to improve lives through physical fitness and fiscal fitness. All right, Johnny Cologne. Thanks, bro. Thanks for the number one. That is my mission. The way I do it through physical fitness is all the stuff with scientific wrestling, the May spell. Grappling training, I think it is fit, the greatest method of personal development known to humankind for men and women and children. Um, the other way that I am trying to improve the lives of everyone on the earth is through business literacy, helping people learn how to make businesses, how to make money, how to create value is really what that is to other people, and how to create wealth and security and freedom. If I can help you, I'm here to help you, right? You can go over to Scientific Wrestling for the, the physical stuff, and you can go to Number One Coaching for the business stuff, numberonecoaching.com or scientificwrestling.com. Appreciate you guys. We will catch you guys tomorrow. 
Appreciate all the questions, all everybody popping in on the on the chat. And uh, yeah, man, hit me in the DMs if I can hit you. Uh, catch Jitsu, hit me in the DMs, and we will talk about the uh, maybe getting out into Southeast Asia. I think he said, uh, Aaron, thank you so much, sir. Appreciate you. I'll talk to you guys soon. Have a wonderful day, okay? Hey, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to the number one podcast. I am your host, Coach Jake. And as ever, please, if you enjoyed this episode, share it, pass it along, hit like, all that, smash the like button, whatever. Please help us get the word out. My mission is to help as many people as possible. Head over also to numberonecoaching.com. We are here to help you with your small business, help it succeed, help it grow, and help you thrive and become number one.